The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTB. It's a very special episode. I say that every single week, every single episode, but we have reached the end of the Triple Crown. We have run the jewels. That's right. It is Belmont week. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, and I've got a guest with me. I'm moving on up because uh, I've got a man with a little bit of brand recognition joining me. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Scotty McKeever, Mr. Scotty Pick Six himself. Uh, you might know Scotty from his uh, work previously with TVG when he was hosting the quarters. And also, he's got a pretty cool website, uh, a product that I really like, Equine Edge. Scotty, how's it going, man? It's going good, Chase. Just getting excited about this uh, Belmont Park. I'm actually leaving for Vegas here uh, in about four hours from now and uh, going to watch the Belmont there. Going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, good to be with you. Yeah, man, it's uh, I've taught, you know, I think I slid into Scotty's DMs like three or four years ago now at this point, and uh, he's been nice enough to not tell me to go away uh, and even nicer to join me today. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a look through the late pick five of the uh, the Belmont Stakes card, uh, kicking off in the seventh with the Ogden Phipps and wrapping up in the 11th with, of course, the Belmont. What did you make of the field sizes here uh, for for Belmont Day? I mean, there's some, you know, there's the tenth race is the um, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars Resorts World Casino Manhattan Stakes. I mean, that's that's got uh, a nice field of ten, so you know that's good. You've got eight horses in the in the Belmont. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, that's about normal actually. In the twelfth race, uh, you've got ten or eleven horses there. Actually, twelve. I, I think it's been overblown and on Twitter a little bit. And the last race, number 13, there's a bunch of horses. Uh, I think it's fine. I think the card's just just great. I think it's competitive, and I think they did a really good job, and I I, I think that's been overblown. I, I kind of – I tend to agree, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, you have some pretty short fields in terms of the number of entrants, but you have some really loaded fields for these short fields. Uh, there's a lot of star power uh, going off today. Uh, speaking of star power and leading off with the Ogden Phipps, the uh, grade one uh, going a mile and a 16th on the dirts for Phillies and mares, the older Philly and mayor division uh, where you have one real superstar in that division. In my opinion, she's the, she's the best mayor uh, in, in training in North America uh, on the dirt right now. And that's Latruska for uh, Fausto Gutierrez. Uh Latruska tends to win going on the front end. Looks like there might be a little bit more pace pressure here, but I, I'm kind of interested to hear uh, what your take on this race with it is and if this is something that you think Latruska can just kind of run away with as she just tends to do. Yeah, she's going to be going to be really tough. On our pace numbers, we've got her at a, at a 95 pace. Next closest is search result, results, the five horse, who is just not even in her league. Um, 
That being said, the Ruffian was a tough race uh, for search results, the five horse. Um, Irad Ortiz is aboard. I think Irad's going to have a really big day on Belmont Day this Saturday, but um, the Ruffian wasn't bad. I think this horse is going to be forwardly placed, but Latrusca is going to be really tough, which really could hurt the uh, search results, but I, I don't see anybody be, beating Latrusca at all. Uh, Malathat is interesting, two for two at the surface and distance. Has a, a really nice genetic strength rating for us, which is all about the breeding. Uh, the the breeding on Malathat is just incredible for Stone Street um, thoroughbreds. Well, well, and the ownership group, of course, of Shadwell Stable, but unbelievable. Todd Fletcher. Uh, this is an interesting horse. Seven wins, been in the money in all nine tries, uh, lifetime, earned almost $2 million. This is a second race off the layoff. Barely won last time out in the grade three race. That makes me a little bit nervous because. A lot of times when you get uh, you got these horses that um, have been off a layoff, and I mean, they barely went a grade three. I don't know. Malathat is a really nice horse. I'm hoping that she's still the same, but Latruska, we know, is the same. So, I mean, she only put in one bad one bad performance there in the Breeders' Cup Distaff uh, back in, in, uh, in November. So other than that, because she couldn't get the lead as well. She's getting the lead here, no problem. I, I You're not beating Latruska, I don't think. I, I tend to agree, and the I feel like there's a little bit of an X factor in this race, and it it's search results. And if search results decides to make, because that's the only horse I can see that even has a chance of maybe competing with the sort of like high cruising speed that uh, that you see from from Latruska. If search results actually gets a little pumped up and tries to go with Latruska, makes Latruska actually run a little bit more instead of walking the dog on the front end. Uh, that that could maybe get a surprise and set it up for Malathat, but I I, I kind of see this just being a merry-go-round. I, I I think the way I I'm going to play this is most likely going to be a uh, an exacta with Latrusco on top and using uh, Clarier and search results underneath because I could easily just see them going one two all the way around the track. Well, I can see Clarier definitely getting up for second. Um, this horse doesn't have any speed whatsoever search results is going to maybe try to keep up with Latruska. And I mean, she's just got such a high cruising speed. Latruska does that. Uh, that's just going to hurt search results in my opinion. And, um, and yeah, I mean, she didn't beat much. Um, well, the, actually I take that back. The ruffian was actually a really strong field, but it was only five other horses. Uh, I'm just Latruska is going to be an absolute single for me. Uh, and Clarier is going to be the exact horse for me. So, uh, I'm going uh, one four in the Belmont, but in the pick five, I'm going to single Etruska. Yeah, it's it's one of those races where you you pretty much you're either you're either singling Latruska or you're taking everybody else. And I honestly think it's might as well just take the free bingo square here and, and move on with Latruska. Now, moving on to what I think might end up being one of the better betting races of the day. It's the six furlong Jiper Stakes, the Grade One. It's uh, for three-year-olds and up. It's on uh, going. Uh, sorry, on the Widener turf at Belmont. As I say every single time I talk about Belmont races, know your track configurations because there's a difference in how the Widener and the inner plays. Uh, you have a rest me red, and the reason I say this is a a good betting race is I could easily see you getting a decent win price on a rest me red, but there are also some some much longer shots that I really like to come in underneath. Uh, I mean. Is it easy for you to say just westward sprinters and done, or are you looking elsewhere? No, I think the one horse change of control is a is a player in here. I mean, this horse has really got good form right now. Really, the only bad race this horse has thrown 
has been well two of them has been the, the second and third back i mean this uh this horse broke 11th and still only lost by four lengths uh two back over at keeneland in the uh, two hundred thousand dollar non-graded stakes race but you're talking about one of the one of the things that I try to teach in the handy in my handicapping uh, classes. Uh, I do coaching classes every Thursday, and um, is that when you're looking at non-graded stakes races, even grade threes, sometimes those can be similar. And we've got a metric called strength of race (SOR) that really shows you the strength of these. Well, this grade one, the reason I think change of control to one has a decent chance in here is because. Our current race SOR strength of race is only a 74. Normally you'll see in the 80s and maybe even low 90s. So this race did not come up tough whatsoever. The five horse arrest me red is tactical, broke from the 10 hole last time out, was wide going five and a half furlongs. Absolutely the horse to beat. I said, I think Irad's going to have a, a good day. Wesley Ward, Irad Ortiz on the turf sprinting going to be really tough. Um, this is the problem with this. This race looks wide open in some respects, but then you could cover six or seven horses in here and then arrest me red. Who's going to probably go off at three to two will end up winning the race. So I, I haven't narrowed down who I'm going to cover yet, but I know our Equinage long shot is the one horse change of control. I wouldn't be surprised by a good effort. What you also have to do in races like this is look at some of the up and coming horses, horses that, you know, maybe have a chance of improving. And so when I look at a horse like Arrest Me Red, this horse just won the turf sprint over at Churchill Downs. It's a grade two race. When you look at some of these others, they're not doing stuff like that. Like they're they're running decent in non-graded stakes races. But when it gets up to some of the graded races, uh, they don't do as well. Uh, the other I'll give you True Valor is the other long shot for me. So I, I'm if I'm going to spread past Arrest Me Red to five, it's going to be with the the one and the uh, Witches, Change of Control, and the Three True Valor. I'll give you one more long shot just to consider, and that's Grace Creek, who I think hasn't shown uh, his best yet. And I think that uh, at, at 30 to 1 on the on the morning line, 20 to 1 on the Equinage morning line, uh, Tyler Gaffleona board. This one actually could be could be uh, bombs and getting the money. I, I mean, I'm kind of with you in the lean into Arrest Me Red and, and try to – suck the value out of it maybe i mean for me i mean you've got you've got pick six in your handles we we kind of you know we we get your game scotty we understand what you're doing but for me i uh i've been uh called by some people a uh, vertical jesus uh when it comes to my my structuring my trifectas and exactas um i i think that this is a good place to play kind of a two picket uh, sorry two ticket strategy with your vertical bets being uh, maybe a trifecta where I am doing a part wheel with my two long shots on top uh, and then wheeling uh, a rest me red in the second and then probably going with a little uh, more forceful, we'll say, uh, exacta with a rest me red uh, on top and then using the two long shots that I like. And you mentioned one of them, which was uh, True Valor, uh, the other being uh, Gear Jockey. Uh, I, I really like where Gear Jockey might be sitting in this pace. Uh, whenever I take a look at it, I mean, Arrest Me Red should be right there on the front. I mean, if this horse gets away from the field, I'm not sure that it's going to necessarily exert itself uh, very much, really have very much, uh, you know, uh, pace pressure. So that's why I use True Valor as, uh, you know, uh, a horse that could come in underneath, because if they don't go very fast on the front end, uh, True Valor sits a pretty comfortable trip where True Valor doesn't necessarily pass anybody doesn't necessarily get passed by anybody uh and then gear jockey i really like that placement on the outside 
Uh, you know, if you look at the time form pace projector, uh, this horse sitting in like the, I guess you'll call it the third wave. You can maybe include it in the second wave with a uh, true valor, but should be sitting an outside trip, which I think would be really uh, valuable on the widener turf because it's got those big sweeping turns. It's good for a horse to get shaken up and really kind of get into a, you know, into a drive. Um, so let's, let's dive into to equine edge for, for just a moment. I mean, this thing looks at pretty much everything you've got your your own proprietary kpis for how you're evaluating these horses and uh what i found is it's really good for for horizontal ticket structuring it is well we've got the ticket generator so essentially the way that works is it's got 10 different algorithms on it and you can you put in your budget and whatever denomination you want to use and, and whatever wager type you want to play you just put that in and essentially what it does is it gives you the highest value based on your budget based on the sequence of races and the multi in the multi races. And then it, it uh, says, okay, this is your best chance of winning right here. Then what you can do is you adjust it. So you can say something like, okay, um, I see you're using four horses in this race, but I think this horse is a single, you force the system to single it, you lock the race and you regenerate based on your budget. And if you're right about these changes that you make, then you've just increased your chances of winning exponentially so what it'll essentially do is you're forcing the system to single one of those horses and so now it's gonna if you're right about that change now it's just gonna spread and it, it's it's really a lot of fun it's interactive uh it's it's extremely accurate but it's like you're it's like it's like having a handicapping buddy you can play back and forth with and just go okay how about if i do this then what are you going to give me right and what i really think is a is a cool facet of it uh is, is the fact that there are tons of services out there that are going to spit out four horses in order that that say okay this is this is who we think is going to win come first come second come third come fourth this is one of the only ones that have what i feel like a a smarter you know help help you build smarter tickets in terms of using your budget and making sure you know you're efficient you know it helps you understand kind of how much money you have running through some of these horses and everything and uh i mean I remember after you showed me this the first time I, I was, you know, in my previous corporate work and I was like, man, this is, this is almost like a, you know, sort of a business intelligence tool. And uh, I, I think that's, it's not paid attention to enough in the actual wagering, uh, you know, aspect. And so I, I think it's, you know, a really awesome tool. Um, let's see. We're just jamming along here. We are already into the, uh, ninth race uh are you going to mute the word flight line on twitter like i plan on doing uh because i i think he might freak here uh talking about the uh the metro the met mile uh grade one met mile at, at belmont race nine well i mean flight line's a single like absolutely and, and i mean i i you might not like it but that's what it is i mean i mean first of all i, I think he's the best horse in the country but i mean it's only been three races but the way this horse is just moving i mean through the through the through the malibu grade one i think if you want to create a negative you just say okay against against uh this level you know this horse has only faced three-year-olds so a three-year-old in the malibu and these are older horses but i don't think it's going to matter this horse is extremely fast i respect speaker's corner the two horse sum i do Rattled off three straight races, and and believe it or not, that last race in the Carter handicap over at Aqueduct, 
uh, had a really high rating on our Equinedge numbers. So, and, and believe it or not, Speaker's Corner has a higher win percentage to win than Flightline does, which blew me away. Um, and I'm I'm even more blown away that Flightline is not in the Equinedge top two picks. Don't I, I don't know. I can't make any sense of it. Flightline has a 29% chance of winning on our numbers. Um, it has a, a high pace. There's only two horses with any speed whatsoever in this race, and that's Flightline and Speaker's Corner. can yep. promise you Flightline will be on the lead, and it's just a decision. It's just a decision that Junior Alvarado has to make on Speaker's Corner. Is he going to try to keep up with Flightline? So this is the way you have to look at this race, Chase. Is Speaker's Corner, because if you let Flightline go, you're not catching Flightline. So Flavian Pratt's sending, no question, from the rail especially. But yep. – and not only that, too, you're talking about a one-turn mile. A one-turn mile flight line, you know, to this to this horse, this is nothing, right? Yep. Yep. And um, so it's not a traditional two-turn mile. And Speaker's Corner, Junior Alvarado has all the decision-making to make. Not not Pratt. And right. so is he going to – and this horse has won the last three races. I'm talking about Speaker's Corner. And that was pretty much gate to wire in all those. If If he tries to do the same strategy here – then, I mean, he he seems to have some substance. What I like about him is this. He really is improving. That was a very strong race there in the Carter. And and so we know the horse likes a one-turn mile. That's not a problem. Six wins and nine tries. It really, if there's one other horse that can run in here, the other horses are coming from way back. If there's one other horse that can run in here, it's going to be Speaker's Corner. I am blown away. I don't know what's going on with our numbers. Normally, they make sense. I mean, nor the one nor the two is in the top Equine Edge picks, which scares me. If you can beat the one and the two in this race, then you're going to get paid. But I, I think it's a, the one, two. I, I don't see anybody else. And uh, I probably will single flight line. I, it, it make, they're very deliberate with flight line. Uh, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that if you look, I mean, three career races, uh, 61,000 uh, maiden special weight at Santa Anita, a $40,000 optional claimer at Del Mar. And then you move into grade one stakes and the horse crushes. That's the only thing that I can think that might be working against is the kind of the bat class, but you still have that grade one Malibu victory. And the fact that, Oh, you know, this horse won its last three races by a total of, you know, combined 36 links. Right. That's pretty, pretty freakish. Um, it is. Part of me could see a world where uh flight line and speakers corner do link up. Uh, if that's the case, then I really do like Happy Saver. I'm going to admit I have a soft spot for Happy Saver. That was my my single in a $14,000 pick six one time. So I, I still like to give that. I will win that that horse out of just, you know, uh, you know, pure just homerism. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you there. It, it's it's either flight line or you're throwing absolutely everyone else at it. And that's not necessarily the way I like to play. I would like to take my shot with the single and, and try to hit flight line here. Um, and then just I'll, I'll put up with the, you know, hours and hours of scrolling through, through the flight line love on, on Twitter afterwards. But I hope, I hope the horse does something freakish that makes me want to, to look at all these flight line tweets coming, coming my way. Well, Happy Saver is no joke either, right, Chase? I mean, I rat yeah. Ortiz on Happy Saver. I mean, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a good day. I, I, I mean, the last four races, this horse has faced some absolute beasts. I mean, really has. So, um, the and, effort from Olympiad last out was right. I thought Olympiad was put away and came back to beat Happy Saver. Right. 
And I mean, but in the in the Carter handicap, um, I mean, that was just such a big effort by Speaker's Corner, lightly raced. I mean, there's some nice horses. You just when you have horses like this, and, and Happy Saber just going to need a little bit of pace. But Happy Saber's right there every time against some of the best horses. So you have to like Happy Saber. I will say this too: Happy Saber's eight to one on the morning line. It's the Equinedge long shot, and it's three to one on the Equinedge morning line. So odds makers eight to one, Equinedge three to one. That's a really good sign. Aloha West, of course, this horse won, the, the three horse won the Breeders' Cup Sprint, barely getting up. I just do not see this horse in here. But again, I'm going completely away from our system. Our system, this is what's really interesting. Our, not our system, but our Equinedge picks. As the three Aloha West, win, uh, Aloha West winning and the five horse informative coming in second. But the win percentages are clearly all about the one and the two. So I, I don't, I, I don't know. This is one of those anomalies that is blowing me away right now with our system. So, but uh, so I'm a little confused by it. You know, if you were to spread and somehow that even, even if Aloha West was to win, you're going to get paid here. And I really, really, really respect Wayne Catalano as a trainer. So uh, the cat man, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really do. He's like really good. So uh, I, you know, I, uh, my initial reaction is flight line wins for fun, but you've got some horses there that are really good form right now. And, um, and I, I know, you know, this horse, uh, flight line seems like the real deal and it's really impressive on paper, but when I'm looking at our system, it's got some, it's confusing me just a bit. All right. So we have got to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, Scotty and I are going to wrap up this late pick five that wraps up with the Manhattan and as well as the Belmont Stakes, the big race. We'll be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet 50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Win an ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022 and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. And who doesn't want to party with DJ Diesel? All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. Why does that matter? Oh yeah, because he's Shaquille O'Neal. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper 2. You just do it by playing their new over and under game. It's super simple. First, any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over under on Sleeper the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. 
Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. I've got Scotty McKeever, Scotty Pick 6, here on the Money Green Leather Sofa at the Notorious OTB. Oh, man. This next race coming up, the Manhattan, the grade one, this also felt like this felt like it might be the best betting race uh, on the card. And a lot of it has to do with how you feel about Gufo and how you feel about Gufo's, uh, you know, uh, race last out in the uh, in the Man of War, uh, where Highland Chief, uh, the long shot, got it done over who appeared to be the, you know, basically the two horses, the only two horses that you needed, Gufo. And then also it was uh, Yabir who finished third there. And uh, I, I have, I think I might get cute here. I think I might get cute. So I'm interested to hear if, uh, I don't know, I might also call an audible and, and take off my, my little cute sailor suit uh, and not be cute if, uh, if uh, Scotty uh, sees something different here. So Scotty, what are, you, what are you thinking here? Because I mean, Gufo's a, there's, there's risk reward with Gufo. Uh, as a deep closer, I mean, it's not all in his hands. He's got to get a clean trip. He's got to get the path. What do you, what are you thinking for the, uh, the Manhattan? Well, okay. So <laughs> in that last race, uh, at the man of war over at Belmont, there's only four other horses in the race and Gufo ends up going seven wide. I, right. I mean, under Rosario, I, I don't get it. I, I just like, how is there a total of five horses and you've got four others in front of you and you go seven wide. So very interesting. So the horse was best in the race. There's no question about that. There doesn't seem to be a lot of speed in here. You're, you're, the horse that's going to be in front is going to be Trip Hooven, the seven horse. But I don't see the horse winning the race. But again, this race did not come up very strong. And um, so horses that you're going to have to consider are the nine horse Satin, Satin, who this horse seems, this is a horse lightly raised, been in the money in five, five of the races. Even the horse got fourth. It was nine wide, very consistent for Godolphin. Incredibly, Brett has a 95 GSR. I don't think I've ever seen it actually, and uh, which is our genetic strength rating. The other horse that you have to consider is the four horse Adhamo, and this horse it's it's only had two races here in the country where Chad Brown, Flavian Pratt jumps aboard, and uh, for the second time, and this horse had some issues second time out. Um, it doesn't have any speed going to come from behind, but Flavian Pratt, you just have a feeling is going to give this horse just a really good ride. Uh, those are the two horses. The horse I like the most, though, is the eight Highland Chief. I think uh, this horse is going to run a good uh, good race for Grand Motion, and uh, I think this horse has some substance, third race in the country, and uh, this horse is, I, I think this horse is a player, Didn't uh, won the Man of War last time out, and uh, I think Highland Chief's going to be tough. And of course, uh, Gufo was best in that race and, and comes out of that. So, but, uh, and Gufo, by the way, just to be clear, is the Equinedge second pick. I am 100% playing against Channel Maker. This horse has just burned too much money for my liking. Last time out, won the Elkhorn Stakes, which is was a grade two that had a 68 SOR. Extremely weak. At this level here with this these horses, this horse has not done anything. 
I'm going to pass on channel maker. I know that for sure. But right now I'm, I'm leaning towards the, the uh, Gufo, the two uh, under uh, Rosario, although that ride for Rosario either gives you the most amazing ride you've ever seen or the most perplexing ride you've ever seen. So, um, but I, I'm going to say two, four, eight, nine is what I'm probably going to cover. You actually, we actually are, are very in line with this race. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, using Highland Chief here uh, in this spot, uh, as well as using uh, Centene. I, I, I could see this not being that hot of a pace. Uh, also, on the inner turf at Belmont, I really like these more forwardly placed horses. It has a lot to do with the tightness of the turns. These horses that are out on the yeah, out towards the front kind of really get the first chance to kick in you know, their, their top gear first. Uh, so I, if this was a horse that was maybe on the, or sorry, a race that was maybe on the widener, actually, I, I would like Gufo a lot more than I do, but I, I really, you know, feel like this is a great race to kind of come up with some creative uh, ticket structure in terms of your, your single race vertical bets where I'm really looking at a, a Santine, a Highland chief on top in a, uh, in a uh, trifecta wheeling Gufo in second, and then uh, throwing, you know, those three into third, along with Channel Maker, uh, Trebuvin, Rock Emperor, and, and La Emperor. Uh, I can't believe I'm I'm looking at a, a Naira Stakes race with four Chad Brown horses on the turf, and I'm not going to use any of them to to win. But I feel like this is a a pretty good setup. And my man, you are 100% on the nose with Rosario. If I could pick another jockey to leave just passive aggressive notes on his windshield, I'm not sure who, <laughs> who else it would be. Uh, he just boggles the mind sometimes. Sometimes he's, I mean, when he's good, you know, when the clock on his head is right and he's, he's closing. I mean, if you see a cheeky whip twirl, your, your ticket is done because he's coming to bust it up. But For there are sure. times where I just, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like there's some of his, some, trainers he rides for he'll actually like send to the front every single time like he's supposed to like asmussen i was counting him to do that for asmussen everyone else it's like okay so you're going to take my speed horse about six links off more right than likely yeah he does that all the time i will give you i'm going to give you one long shot only for the purposes of the equine edge morning line and that is you've got tokyo gold the french bread the three horse who is 30 to one on the odds makers morning line. And for whatever reason on the Equine edge morning line, the horse is seven to one. So just one to consider. All right. Tokyo gold, I'm writing that down. I'm putting that in my little book, Scotty. That's uh, that's interesting. Also like seeing that the oh, Japanese or sorry. Now it's owned by Toshida Gira, uh, Christian Demuro, which I believe Christian Demuro rides quite a bit in France, making the trip over. I don't think he's got any other mounts uh, today, which is always something worth uh, worth taking a look into. All right, we're going to hit one more ad read. We'll be right back, and we're going to wrap up the last leg of this pick five, the mile and a half, Belmont, the third the third jewel in the triple crown. It's going to be an interesting race. We'll be right back. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. If you're waiting just for this race and you've been listening to this entire podcast, first, thank you. It's, it's appreciated. It does a lot for my self-esteem personally. Uh, this stud with me, Scotty McKeever, he doesn't need any help with his self-esteem. He was born a damn winner. That's why we have him here to talk about this big, ra- this, uh, big race, the last in the Triple Crown Series. I have one horse that I really can't get past i kind of feel like the morning line has it pegged uh we the people feels like the controlling speed here um it might be a little bit more interesting than than i'm giving it credit for uh are you as strong on a we the people as i am well this horse will control the pace easily not even close um i worry about class a little bit where i think we're still not sure the class level of this horse because I mean, clearly, this horse is rated before. Uh, what I worry about is two back in the Arkansas Derby. And I, I know the horse had only raced twice prior to that. It came back to win in the Peter Pan. But in the grade one race, this horse did not run well. And and then it goes to a grade three Peter Pan here at Belmont Park. And, of course, it, it wins by 10 and a quarter lengths. But that field was not anything near this. And... The, the genetic strength rating for us, our breeding metric, the horse drops nine points. That being said, I mean, it's not even close. On our pace number, which is from one to 100, this horse has a 91. The next closest is the two with a 51. Uh, plus it has, the, the top win percentage is Mo Donegal with only 21%. Uh, we the People has 18. Uh, Creative Minister has a 19 to five. So, you're not going to be able to go by the win percentages at all with any of these horses to try to figure it out. So I'm trying to use some of our other metrics. So the negative for we, the people is unproven class level yet. And that has to be considered. So the trick will get the trip distance. No problem. That won't be a problem. 
rich strike. I understand why the connections decided to pass on the, when I look at our genetic strength rating, I understand why they passed on the mile and three sixteenths in the Preakness. This horse is GSR is 13 points higher than any other horse in the race, rich strike. The, the longer they go, this horse could go two miles, no problem. So distance wise, Rich Strike really fits in here. So I think the Kentucky Derby winner could be really tough. We the people's the speed, no question. We just don't know about the horse's class. I'll give you another horse to look at. Um, and that is Golden Glider, the seven horse. This one can run a good race for Mark Cassie. Mark Cassie knows how to place horses. And I think that there, there's a little bit of upside with the seven horse. I don't know about the win, but I, you know, I play verticals as well. And so more for the uh, possible exotics. Creative Minister, I mean, this horse ran a nice third-place finish last time out in the in the Preakness. Um, do I do I feel like I know what this horse's class level is yet? Creative Minister, I don't know. I'm I, I think I'm I'm honestly I think I'm leaning towards Rich Strike to to win the race. Mo Donical is going to come from from uh, far back. Really doesn't have any pace whatsoever, and um, off slow throughout the lot. The Kentucky Derby just had a poor trip. We we all know that. Prior to that, won the uh, Wood Memorial grade two barely. I think Modonical, I worry about the lack of speed, but if I probably had one horse I had to pick, it would probably be Modonical. Irat I, Ortiz, I think, is going to have a really good day. Yeah, so this might not be – I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of we the people brave on the front controlling the pace and and, and taking this wire to wire. I mean, I – it's a, they made it difficult on us this year because we don't have any like direct descendants of Tappet. We only have Tappet lights with with We the People being the Constitution uh, uh, coming out of or by Constitution, who's by Tappet, out of a uh, a uh, Tis now uh, mayor uh, uh, Letchworth. I, that the Tappet on the top line, the Tis now on the bottom line, makes me think he's going to be able to handle the distance. I'm doing this thing again where I try to find my value underneath. And uh, the horses I'm interested in using at, on the bottom half of a uh, exactor is going to be Skippy Longstocking. Uh, that was not a great Preakness for, for Skippy Longstocking. Didn't really make up any ground. However, if you look at the speed figures, it's competitive. Uh, it's a big concern, the distance. Uh, but I do think it could be, you know, a horse to use underneath in an exactor trifecta. Uh, for sake of, of just trying to, to boom the dynamite, I'm, I'm going to avoid using rich strike underneath. And instead I'm going to use uh creative minister, uh, and Barber road. If you follow the thoroughgraphs, Barber road actually looks primed to absolutely pop. And I feel bad saying this because I felt I've, I've just viewed this as the, the wise guy steam horse for about, you know, two months now. And so I, I'm not sure if I, I quite believe it because I've kind of written it off, but. I mean, you're making the switch from uh, Raylu Gutierrez, who I actually like quite a bit. I feel like he's a very talented young jock. Getting Joe Rosario up on on a closer. If you look at uh, if you look at the uh, the thoroughbreds and you see that uh, John Johnny Ortiz, his horses uh, hit their top number on thoroughbreds uh, at like forty percent of the time. Whenever they're uh, they're taking the blinkers off, well, he's dropping the blinkers on uh, on Saturday. Uh, I don't think he's good enough to win, but I completely, you know, see him being able to to suck up into uh, into second for uh, an exacta, or maybe even just kind of dink into to third for for a trifecta. So Barber Road for me, the eight horse, is not a horse I like at all, only because, 
and it's not always right, but it's it's right a lot. Barbara Road has such a low GSR, our genetic strength rating. It's not even funny. Like this yep. horse is dropping from last race to a 74 from a 74 GSR. The race before that at nine furlongs and 81. So nine furlongs is about, you know, for me, the max this horse really wants to go. Now this horse has to get 12 furlongs. Do you know what the GSR drops to? 49. Yeah. Now the form is great. And it looks like this horse can go long because it went 10 furlongs and it was kind of finishing a bit, nine furlongs. But, and I have nothing else to go by. The Equine Edge Morning Line is actually eight to one. It's not bad. Um, but if I look at the GSR and I and these horses can win sometimes, but not often, I got to play against Barber Road altogether. Yeah, it makes sense. And it, it's definitely for me a, an underneath horse. I mean, if you look at what the horse has been su successful out, it's been sprinting. It's been sprinting. Uh, if you look at, uh, you know, I, I use like the Brisnet uh, uh, past performances. And if I look at the, the Brisnet past performances, uh, you get an average winning distance for for each sire uh, and for the dam. And I mean, those are both sprint pedigrees based on the average winning distance. So it's it's my hope that the horse can like kind of clunk in. I don't expect this horse to, to just explode. Um, with that being said, I mean more than likely I don't drop a win bet on we the people. Cause I could see that coming down to anywhere from like a six to five, seven to five range. And that's still just a little bit shorter than I would like to go. Um, I probably drop win bets on a uh, rich strike and also on, on Skippy Longstocking just to kind of take the flyer if the price gets astronomical, but it's not a high confidence. Let me just throw the, throw the 401k at it. No, it's, it's like, let me throw $5 at this because this right. horse is, is 30 to one. Uh, I, so think, Scott, guys, I agree with you on Skippy Longstocking. I, I don't think this horse is tactical. I'm going to be right there. But when I look at the level this horse is one at, it's way less than this. It's right. been prodding along in, in those other races, the Preakness and the Wood Memorial. It's run good. So you have to be careful about this because you'll overbet horses like this, right? Right. So, I mean, third by three and three, uh, three, three quarters of a length in the Wood Memorial. The Preakness was fifth by seven and a half. I mean, so these you get kind of, I don't know, you 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 get a little bit overzealous in a horse like this. I think this horse can be third or fourth, possibly. I don't see any better finish than that with this two horse. It's uh, I personally just don't see that. I think the interesting horse here that we have to talk about is the 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 uh, filly in the race, which is yeah. Ness, yeah. right? And and uh, Jose, Jose Ortiz is aboard because his brother Irad actually got off. Now they're both Todd Fletcher horses in the race, but Todd. Uh, Pletcher puts or Irad decided to go with Mo Donical. Um, you know, why is that? I, you know, for, for me, I think I think Nest has a has a big look in here. And how many times have we seen? I've seen Irad get off a horse and his brother get on and win. And and the thing is the jockey trainer combination on Todd Pletcher and Irad Ortiz is 28%. With Todd Pletcher and, and Jose Ortiz, it's 27%. So the only difference is the sample. He really uses Irad way more, 174 samples compared to uh, Jose Ortiz of 30. So um, so I don't know that you can just throw out Nest. And here's the other interesting thing. The Equinage morning line on Nest is five to two. Yeah, that's, I mean, from eight to one down to five to two is very interesting. And, and I mean, come on, you got a Rapoli horse wearing the, wearing the Mets blue and blue and orange at Belmont Park. Uh, also, I would say for this race, 
probably the best pedigree for this distance being by Curlin. Uh, you have AP Indy on the bottom line, which I mean, that's just a, a, a Belmont recipe for, for success. Um, yeah, I, I do think that you have to consider Ness. And honestly, I, I like the brother switch here because I've always regard Jose as the little bit more aggressive jock who wants to, you know, kind of get up and be and mix it up. And, you know, Irad maybe being the the person who who can come off the pace a, a little bit more. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Nest is there to set it up for for, uh, you know, the the other Todd Pletcher uh, for Mo Donegal. Uh, maybe they they're both, you know, you know, Nest is there because uh it's just a good spot. Uh, I don't think you can throw that that horse out at all. I, my fear is always that it will take that uh, that hashtag girl dad money. Uh, where yeah. where you know every, everyone who's got a little girl is going to be betting on the Philly, and so the the price comes down a little bit lower than than I would like to see. Uh, yeah, oh, but, you know what? By the way, too, um, just so I, I don't forget, but with Mo Donegal, I think it's important to note that in the Kentucky Derby, uh, first of all, that was the horse's only sixth start. Okay, mm-hmm. and Second of all, the horse was 10 wide. Yep. I mean, did not have a good trip. So we don't know really the upside of Mo Donegal. Yep. Right? It's we, What we do know is this horse has class. I mean, won, won the Wood Memorial when there really wasn't that much pace. And that was only in the horse's fifth start. And then only loses by three and three-quarter lengths in the Kentucky Derby with going 10 wide. Um, that's not going to happen here. I mean, the, I I don't love keying horses that have no speed. I hate that, in fact. Um, but, and I actually think, I think that the Belmont tends to lean towards horses that are somewhat tactical. Sure. Know? But I think Mo Donegal might have some of the most class in the race. I really do. We'll see what happens. But um, I, I think the more I talk to you about this, the more I'm, more I'm speaking out loud, the more I'm starting to like Mo Donegal some. There's the, I, so I like Mo Donegal, but there's just one huge red flag that I can't get around. And that's looking through the comments in, in the previous starts. So we've got uh, off slow in the Kentucky Derby and the Wood Memorial looks like a pretty standard trip. Then we go back to the Holy Bowl, slow break. We go to the Rimson, bumped break. We go to a 90, you know, $90,000 maiden special weight, off step slow. We go back to another maiden special weight, step slow, steady. Uh, this horse could be a superstar, I think, if it works out its gate issues. But the it's very much a buyer beware for me with the uh, with the gate issues. Hundred percent, and I think that's something that's a fair assessment, honestly, Chase. Yeah, you have to really be careful with horses that that tend to break bad. Um, I will. I just the only, and I'll leave you with this on this race. We the people is by far the pace in the race, so there really is not that much pace. And since this horse has such a big pace advantage from ninety one. To 51, Skippy Longstock can be the second pace. This horse does not have to go that fast. Nope. And so I just honestly, to be fair, and you got Pratt aboard now, and Pratt knows this horse, and Pratt will get this horse to relax up front. Yep. So I think we, the people, could be extremely tough. Two to one on the morning line. It's six to one on the Equinage morning line. That turned me off a bit. Um, and and I really genuinely don't know this horse's class. I, I don't. I th- I think that's unproven. Um, in the last race, again in that Peter Pan, that was a 66 SOR group. Today's uh, the Belmont Stakes is going is an 80. So that yeah. you might look impressive. This is one of the reasons why I love our strength of race, our SOR, because it might look really good on paper, but you and I both know class is everything. It's who you faced. 
I can look really good facing, you know, my, uh, you know, my, my, my kid who's, you know, 10 years old and, and I can sprint. I'm going to look really good if you put that on paper, but the minute I'm facing Carl Lewis, I'm going to get my butt kicked. So yeah, I bat you know, 600 in, in a, in a little league currently against 11 year olds. Um, it could be 700, you know, right. They're, they're walking me now. No big deal. Right. Um, man, Scotty, thank you so much for joining me. I've been looking forward to doing something like this with you for, for a long time. I know you're on your way to Vegas. Where where are you staying? Anywhere fancy? Cosmopolitan, and um, and gonna gonna watch the Belmont there. And uh, yeah, we're gonna it's gonna be a blast. Can't wait to to take off, leaving out of Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I'm gonna gonna just uh, yeah, just chill. Maybe have some champagne on the on the plane. And uh, it's uh, mine and Anna's. Uh, anniversary and so we're gonna we're gonna celebrate thank you and it's gonna be gonna be a good time and uh anytime i'd love being on with you chase and it's about time and uh you're one of the good guys and so um i like to support that and and i hope you do really great and and uh and uh, i'm here for you anytime brother man i i'm touched i'm touched this man is just great for the sport of horse racing he's a he is a an advocate for the sport uh you know a I, I reached out to this guy when I had maybe like 30 followers. I wasn't even the wolf yet when I reached out to this guy. And uh, he has been so generous with his time uh, just in answering my questions and also in doing the show. So, uh, you know, can't say enough about him. Uh, that is it for us, the Notorious OTB. Man, God, it's heating up. We'll have Saratoga around the corner. We've got Delmar around the corner. The, yeah. the racing is getting good. So there's going to be all sorts of good episodes ahead. And uh, that is it for us for the Notorious OTV at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are out.